The Legend of Da No Yo, Squaw Rock, by Helen McGowan Carpenter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Introduction for 46 miles, the San Francisco and North Pacific Railway, the picturesque route of California, skirts the Russian River. A few of the many lovely views en route are shown in this little brochure. This beautiful country was once occupied by the Pomo Indians, a brave and flourishing tribe of whom but very few families remain. Many of the local features are hallowed by the Indian folklore. The legend of Da No Yo, Squaw Rock, so charmingly written by Mrs. H. M. Carpenter of Ukiah, is presented to the reader. Among the many extant Indian legends of Squaw Rock, none has appeared which relates to the face of stone on the summit of this noted mountain. The following is substantially as given by a direct descendant of Conchitati, a Pomo chief, who lived in the shadow of Da Noyo when time was young. This chief was particularly noted for preserving the peace and harmony of his own tribe and others with which he came in contact. His faithful squaw, Machata, Kingfisher, devoted her time to her two sons, Kababa, Brave One, and Butaso, Little Bear, and as is the custom at the present day, gathered the buckeye and acorn as a means of subsistence while her lord smoked his pipe or enjoyed a nap in the sunshine. As the sons approached manhood, they were inseparable companions, and partook of the peaceful disposition of their illustrious father. One day, after vainly endeavoring to catch enough fish for dinner, a very beautiful Indian woman suddenly appeared before them. When she merely looked into the water, fish and turtles came out upon the sand and lay at her feet. She pointed to the east and west, and all kinds of birds and beasts were at once before her. Kababa, the elder son, who was to be chief of the tribe when the Tati went to the happy hunting ground, conceived the idea of making this young woman his wife, feeling assured that at least a good living was in store for him through this arrangement. Divining his thoughts, which did not meet with her approval, as it is supposed she was already enamored of Butaso. She declared, in consequence of his selfish motives, he should never be the chief of his tribe which so enraged Kababa that he threw a fishing spear at her. This missed its fair mark and was buried in the bosom of Butaso. All was immediately in darkness. Thunder rolled, lightning flashed, and the whole earth was convulsed. From out the storm the woman's voice was heard pronouncing maledictions on the head of Kababa and commanding him to hide himself in Danaoyo and do penance for all time. While he suffered in darkness, she said the face of Butatso should stand upon his sepulchre as a warning to all evildoers. The disappearance of the chief's sons and the face of one of them engraved in stone upon the mountain overlooking their home so frightened the tribe that they fled to the north, and no tribe has since had the temerity to live inside of the face on Danalyo. Here the legend ends, and we take up the threads and weave a little net of well-authenticated fact. When the San Francisco and North Pacific Railway wound through the picturesque canyon of Chehuld Badada, Russian River, a tunnel pierced the base of Danayo, thus opening the door of Kababa's prison and liberating him. 
in fear of detection and a return to his solitary quarters he cautiously crept to his childhood's home only to find desolation turning his eyes to the summit of danario he was transfixed with terror at beholding the face of butasso looking grimly down upon him held by an invisible power he gazes on unable to turn his eyes even to the bear deer quail and squirrel that venture so near peering in wonder at the lone man who is to suffer on through all eternity as he keeps his silent vigil of danario advertisement the way to reach the russian river and its scenic surroundings is by the san francisco and north pacific railway the picturesque route of california continuous riding over this road does not become monotonous owing to the variety and constant change of scenery traversing as it does marin sonoma russian river sanel and ukiah valleys the hand of man in dotting the country with orchards vineyards grain fields homes towns and villages has most beautifully blended the domestic with nature's wildness from san francisco to ukiah the terminus of the road is only a hundred and thirteen miles the county's tributary marin sonoma mendocino and lake are known as the most fertile in the pacific coast the winds from the pacific ocean tempered by the bordering coast range and redwood forests produce a mild and salubrious climate so enjoyable to the healthy and refreshing to the weak the hotels and resorts and the numerous and various mineral springs afford every opportunity for health and recreation this section is specially desirable to the home-seeker owing to the variety and profusion of products which can be raised and without irrigation for in this section renowned for its richness and fertility and wonderful soil products there is not one acre under irrigation ticket office six fifty market street chronicle building general office mutual life building san francisco End of The Legend of Don Squaw Rock by Helen McCowan Carpenter Read by David Wales